they did not renew Utopia on Amazon Prime. So 2020 continues to be 2020. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because of nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of FBI on CBS. This is season three, episode two, Unreasonable Doubt. This episode was written by Tony Sazinjiani. Mm-hmm. Directed by Jean de Seganza. Yeah, they really was trying today, weren't they? They were like, mm-hmm, Christina's going to be giving names today. Guess what? Let's give her a two-for-one fuck-up deal. That's exactly what happened, but I'm not going back and repeating it. This episode I gave, for my rating, a 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure if it was just my mood or the fact that it reminded me very much of a crossover of Law & Order Criminal Intent as well as law and order suv and lord knows i love those two dick wolf shows so i was living my best life and we got jubal focused episode as well so that makes me happy as well because he is one of my favorite characters let's start off with the premise three married women are found in a lake by two idiot boys throwing firecrackers and it's a serial killer case the similarities in killings leads Jubal back to a soft case where Corey McKay has been serving eight years for the crime despite having an alibi. DNA evidence does not lie. I like the fact that they pointed out several times that it was an airtight case. Like Jubal didn't do anything wrong despite him and his own feelings of what was happening outside of his job. The job itself, along with his partner, along with everyone else, even Isabel looking into the case, being like, there were no mistakes made. I think for Jubal, it's a, it's a point of my instinct in the moment versus all of the evidence. And completely sober, the instinct tells him that this person is innocent, despite all the evidence to the contrary. The primary being the semen that was found directly on the victim. However, this guy also, Corey McKay, had a history of violence. He also was a meth head. If y'all know anything about meth heads, they can become very disorganized killers. He fit the criteria and his alibi, while an alibi, no one believed and it turned out because it was a lie. He revisits footage and has OA and Maggie revisit said alibi, which was McKay's sister. And I'm glad that she admit that she lied because she was afraid that she would be arrested for perjury. But he had asked her to lie for him due to the fact that he had prior drug history. And she reiterates several times that before he was on drugs, he was a good, decent human being. Their first lead is a co-worker who posted cruel memes on a site called Incel, the co-worker of the latest victim, who we do get to see his husband. We always get those scenes where, well, why aren't you doing anything, sir? 
what are we supposed to do we just found her body this morning i get that you knew that she was missing and something bad happened but unfortunately at this point even i knowing rationally and i guess that's okay but this is a rational show so i wish they would stop just stop having the husbands act all just not like they can be have a better rapport than the ones they have or him just being upset well they didn't listen to me unfortunately there's still a protocol i didn't make the protocol yes it's unfortunate but people also go missing every single day and that's a life apparent thing as well we don't all know your story i'm i i and and then they had oa saying sir and then he calmed down but he shouldn't have to be told that if you want us to help find your wife's killer the best thing you do is tell us what was happening with your wife is someone stalking her was someone giving her a hard time that she admits that men were hitting on her at a bar and the one guy says it's a bar (laughs) and as much as a dick thing that was to say there's some accuracy in it but this particular co-worker um was venting on this site called incel these people are sick i don't like the people even online that do this real crap just take out all their anger on memes by posting real life pictures of people online on top of things like animals or like a guy's body just come on man do something better with your time but that's kind of the point but it is a place for guys to vent because the girls are the bitches when they turn them down because they're creepy and weird (laughs) it's a very victim pool that leads to the actual victim pool because all the women were posted memes on this site it leads to the owner because they trace the wi-fi of this barista once isabel gets cooperation from the ceo however the barista owner is clean dna hit comes back once again to Corey on the latest victim but that's not possible as he is already in jail for the crime that he did not commit proving that jubal's hunch all this time was correct despite doubts from all sides that he is wasting his time including his ex-partner slash ex-lover he even gets uh, a visit to Corey in jail and tries to get to the bottom of things himself saying you gotta be straight with me he comes clean about the fact that he asked his sister to lie but he says look i never met that woman i don't i don't know how my semen got on her my dna i never came into contact why are you here if you're just not gonna believe me and then he leaves jubal has guilt in regards to his past because he was an alcoholic at this time in his life and admits to drinking even in the interrogation room but he is also following his very sober instincts which proved correct when the real culprit a volunteer that reported his car stolen falsely and whom they match up to the plates i knew as soon as i saw that dude and he said my back is giving me problems i was like oh yeah that explains him dragging the body and seems like someone had gave up it was such a throwaway line but it connects back later to the victim and they don't even bring it up later on just brilliant writing that i do enjoy when it's done right and it's not in your face as so many shows with less finesse tend to do but it turns out Corey, when he was sober donated his bone marrow to this guy when he had leukemia from a young age 
And it turns out that that is indeed how two DNA matches from the same person could be at a crime scene, uh, exonerating one, but also finally finding the guilty verdict. Probably 0.3% chance of this ever really happening, but it can happen. Then we get the story because it turns out that this guy himself is a victim that his father had killed his mother in front of him using the same familiar kill method the duct tape the hand the wire and everything and i love when they said our our psych people say this is your attempt at trying to reclaim your mama <laughs> but oh wait i need you to be a little bit i understand you're you're for the victims that are that have been killed by him right that's your leading uh, that, that's the people you're trying to get justice for but man that would have fucked up a kid that was already living his life dying i can't imagine what other i mean he was just destined to be broken he got caught he tried to lie it wasn't even a good lie and then they came in with the trophies and he was like okay well i'm busted let's move on to the other bit in the episode some uh some side dishes Nestor and Maggie are getting cozy at the beginning of the episode, but she wants to keep things on the lowdown. When he asks for a ride from OA, he says it's okay, but OA likes busting his balls as an ambition man, so. You're fucking a white male! You're a white man! I fully take the L on being absolutely and utterly wrong and miss reading a scene completely from last episode when i suspected that oa knew but no it seems like this was a surprise for him and i owe lamia and shy an apology (laughs) because i really thought that look was oh i know what's going on but apparently that was just his look so eventually maggie does reveal that her and nestor are together because although he says it's cool she could tell that he's a little bothered and a oa keeps busting his balls and she's like i'm gonna need you to chill because that's my man and apparently he don't have too much of a problem with it because he already walking them down an aisle and he really gave him maggie's last name i don't know why they had to make such a big deal out of it i don't like it did not oa have a girlfriend and should still have a girlfriend at this part that he was all in love with and up and down in her apartment and and that was last season right this whole i don't i hope it's not shit baiting because shows will do it it's how you get your audience but this is not stabler and benson whatsoever not even a little bit that i would feel this particular connection no I don't want it I don't need it and I thought and I really felt until that one moment where she sat down and I can't even blame it on anybody but the show where she sat down and he had like this look for a reason but afterwards they show that he was once he was alone no one's around for him to see he's all like oh Mrs. Bell Mr. Nestor Bell like he's totally on board with it that made me feel a lot better but for shippers who are looking for every crumb to validate their ship there's not to say there weren't crumbs all around the sink let's move on to tiffany and scola tiffany is afraid of snakes and Stuart teases her about it and i was laughing because that is so me 
she was like looking all around her <laughs> she's like where are the snakes at? he's like that was a joke and she's like yeah i don't give a fuck where where the snakes at she realizes that the killer had dragged the victim in tart when she realizes that there are no dirt on the newest victim that is found because he had to come up with an impromptu dumping ground so they give her some points to be smart in the episode and i really like that when they utilize the additional team because they're like the secondary team much in the same way ice cube and whatever his partner's name is (laughs) after mitch went away i didn't i didn't give a shit but uh yeah I forgot what her Kelly Gooden. I think that's the actress. People really love her. I didn't like her as much. If you haven't watched SVU, you do not know what I am talking about. But I like her having that moment and another small moment where she calls out that the owner is in fact innocent before he's even tar- uh, interrogated because she says, you know, why would he be married? Why would this man who's bitter targeting being on a rejected site if he himself is? securely married to someone else then let's get to my favorite part of or my most heart-wrenching part of the episode was jubal and he's talking to his agent friend and she had been giving him you know hell like i hope this doesn't cost me my job in the end uh, because she was up for promotion and it turns out it didn't because hey someone having two dna discrepancies that's not something anyone can blame on anyone and um eventually jubal comes to tell mckay and he thanks him and he says no man just no you spent eight years in here but i like the way he followed it up with out of all the people i thought would come to bat for me you were at the bottom of the list so yeah thank you you didn't have to and it could have made you look bad if you had made a mistake and yet your integrity was not going to allow you to ignore that a mistake may have been made or something is not right following your gut because the similarities between the cases were just too much for him to write off and i love that he followed through with that but then we get this confession because she is like well why didn't you call me i thought you kind of would he didn't want to break up or he didn't he broke up with her because he didn't want to tell his wife about their affair turns out he did tell his wife about the affair uh his wife left him he went to aa but the events leading up to him getting sober is that he came home and his vehicle had a lot of blood on it and he's been telling himself for years it's an animal but he really doesn't know it must be an animal because he can't admit to anything else that it might be and that he had blacked out drunk and he doesn't know what happened and then my girl the way she reacted goodbye my lover goodbye my friend she went from i'm open to rekindling this relationship to i do not want any of that and walked away and you can see it on his face but during that confession he had my heart i love jubal so much and i wonder if this is a backstory we're gonna follow all the way through and i'm glad that they're starting to give them some of these backstories that we really want to get to know the characters better Stuart deserves some spotlight he's had plenty of time a year on the show he needs to be given some i can't wait to get more on tiffany but 
even these smaller episodes focusing on these characters make me happy because dick wolf knows how to balance a whole team this large i also like the fact that we have the uh, i keep forgetting his name it's escaping me right now damn it ian yes we have ian stepping up in the play of Kristen's character a lot of people are asking what's going on someone hit uh reached out to me on uh tumblr and i didn't even respond i meant to but i forgot and now i have to go search through it but they were like you know she was sidelined in the character in the show and i was like oh no i absolutely disagree with that i think that that her character was very beloved and the chance that they had to write her out they completely didn't go with that route and dick wolf will kill a major character (laughs) at the end of a season ask how many emmys we've went through and how many side characters like i'm really surprised that emily didn't get dead at the end of last season too because he's notorious for that but no i i think that they definitely love the character they wanted the character around they have not made a comment Kristen, the the actress that plays her has not made a comment either i think whatever it is it's personal and it's private and it's not any bad blood between them and i hope this just means that eventually that she they have probably an open door to her that she can come back when she wants and that's why they they let the character go in such an unceremonious way but also in a respectful manner because they could have they if they really wanted to just not mention it at all so i do think whatever is happening behind the scenes it's not meant to be open drama and the network and the actress are just at this time no comment and that's what i'm gonna go with instead of speculating on something bad because i really and there are shows definitely out there that there there's uh there's fodder for complaint of how a black actress is being treated but i don't believe that this is one of those shows so with that let's jump into the feedback If you want to send feedback, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You could send it in written format or audio. First up, Queen Shy. Hey, Christina. It's me, Shy. I'm here to talk about FBI Season 3, Episode 2. I believe it's, yeah, Season 3, Episode 2. Sorry I missed out on giving my thoughts for episode one. I enjoyed that one um, a lot. Um, kind of discussed a bit of it with you guys offline. So, yeah, um, this one I enjoyed as well. I'm not going to lie. I do miss Kristen um, a lot. And it really showed a I mean, it really came out more in this episode for some reason. Um, I guess last one, I, it took me by surprise. And so I wasn't, I was trying to um, adjust to this new reality of her not being there. But definitely in this one, I felt it more for some reason. Not sure why, but <clears throat> I don't know. It's just kind of weird that there's there wasn't no official announcement that she was leaving the show or whatever um you know 
that you know still up in the air about what's going on with her in regards to the show so i mean i get keeping it open-ended it's in regards to the show you know perspective but usually they announce that you know person is leaving the show or um taking a break from the show whatever the case may be so just strange that i didn't get that word about her so it was really surprising that she wasn't in the premiere and you know that she's not going to be around going forward which of course is devastating my shipper heart um because i really think that her and scola would have made a really good pair but oh well i guess i have to move on and think about other things but I liked um, I like this one be more more so because of Jubal. Um, we got to see this is more of his episode. We got to see him um, investigate um, and do a little more field stuff, and we got a little bit more of his backstory. <clears throat> excuse me, in regards to his drinking, and you know, apparently he had this affair with that special agent that I can't remember her name. Um, so yeah, so we got fleshed out more of his story, um, which I enjoyed, you know, it's about a case that involved him putting this guy away who turned out to be innocent, and, um, yeah, so that was really good. I don't know, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm wondering if there's gonna be more to that story with the blood and the dent in the car that they brought up in this one, so that'll be interesting to um find out about i hope not i hope it was an animal oh, for his sake because i don't want anything to happen to jubal but anyway uh, <coughs> excuse me we find out about officially about maggie and nestor that wasn't too much of a surprise um it's kind of weird that she didn't want oa to find out about it I don't know I don't know I got my suspicions about where they're eventually wanting to go with those two I know Matt um, Mimi is not going to want to hear this but I mean I could be wrong I just I don't know just something I just get this suspicion about how they want these two characters at some point um in the future so you know them being together um, just because Owe was acting kind of weird towards Nestor in this one, um, you know, kind of territorial. No, no, we got this. We don't need you. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like I said, I could be wrong. So that's just my take on it. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it wasn't surprising to me that it was the guy that, um, the volunteer guy that had his car stolen that ended up being the, um, the perp i don't i mean it, it just seems like every time they introduce some random person in the middle of the episode that a lot of times they end up being the one you know especially when they skim over their involvement like oh you got your car stolen oh let's talk to your neighbors oh you know so i'm like mm, okay so yeah i was automatically suspicious especially he just gave this weird creepy vibe uh i mean yeah he just seemed weird that's so, like okay so we're just gonna act like you know he's not really 
you know involved in this other than his car being stolen um and so yeah that was I was immediately suspicious of that so I wasn't too surprised that it came back around to him um yeah and um as for Scola and Tiffany we didn't get too much of them this episode they were pretty much the C plot um but I did think it was cute when Scola was uh, making fun of um Tiffany's um fear of snakes and being out in the country um telling her to look out for the rattlers so yeah I, I don't blame you city girls you know the country is just not for some city girls trust you me but I don't know um yeah I mean I like Tiffany I think she's fine it's just that every I'm still in my feelings about Kristen and I know for the most part she's her replacement which I don't understand why because the Asian girl from last season which I can't remember her name either um she kind of just disappeared which you know I agree with you and Mimi I didn't like her character anyway she was I mean I didn't even miss her I forgot until y'all mentioned her that oh yeah she was here last season so I don't I don't I feel like she's more of her replacement than Kristen but I know you know she's a black woman and you know we automatically think she's replacing Kristen and she probably is but I want Kristen back because Tiffany could still be there and Kristen could be there so I'm still holding that hope that maybe this is temporary yes I can't give up um outside of that there's not much else to say it's pretty straightforward episode um and yeah um that's all I got so much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was shy with her feelings on the episode girl why it sound like you hiding out in a dark room some damn where <laughs> she in the closet like they ain't gonna find my ass in here if i talk really low <laughs> i don't know why that came to my head but it did and i'm laughing ridiculously hard about it anyhow um yeah I think, like, to be honest, and I don't want to speak on it too much because it is huge speculation, but you we, you kind of pointed out the exact why I think Christian either might be back or at least the door is open for her to be back. I think that they're respecting her privacy, and that's why they're choosing not to say anything because this really, when I hear other studios doing this or the actor or whatever the case may be, it usually involves mental health reasons. And we have to recall a, a pandemic did happen. The world did go to shit. And some people might be struggling with that in more detrimental ways than some of us that are working traumatic people. <laughs> um, so in the case like on how they treated Emily's character versus Kristen's character that to me indicates that yeah no one gave a shit about Emily's character but people do care about Kristen's character and they didn't have her like she just went away so I think there is a possibility that maybe later on down the line that she may come back to the show I think the show definitely wants her to come back now, in regards to replacing one black person with another black person, I think you're right, though. She's more of a replacement for Emily 
more so than Kristen. Kristen wasn't out in the field anymore. Like that was not going to be her role. I think they were unsure on which role she was going to play. But like I said, I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, what the conversations were being like, but I don't feel like they were anywhere close to, you know, hey, we don't want this actress or this is too contentious or whatever the case may be. Like she really was a fan favorite. Her and OA and Jubal, those are the fan favorites. It's clearly Maggie has her crowd too, but most of them just shipping with OA because they want to climb up that and we know how those fans are. But hey, to each their own. Um, I know what you said. Now, Mimi's not going to hear about the ship thing. I hope they don't go in that direction. I just don't feel it between the characters. I think it's a forced way. I think that they're trying to create that type of relationship that's always been there with all Dick with partners. Where they're close in a way that is closer than even their personal relationships. And because you are depending on someone to have your back in the line of fire, like I feel a little bit more immediate so with criminal intent or SVU than I do with the FBI and these two characters. But I know where they're going for that and why people are so invested and why they may be, as I call it, shipper baiting. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be in game. I mean, look at all the times they've shipper baited uh, Carol and Daryl from The Walking Dead. Now they have their spinoff and people will watch it. Guess why are they going to watch that show? Because they want to see if Carol and Daryl will eventually get together. Never mind that she slept with like 20 other guys and he's just still ridiculously <laughs> untouched <laughs> in, in fucking eight years. But that's the way they're making the show okay sure if if you want to be along for that ride and you want to put all your chips in that basket that's on you but i do think that as a network to try to get people pulled into certain things they will shipper bait and they'll lie to your face these people i don't know why people think networks are supposed to be honest with you and tell you everything you need to know and then people are like but they lied but why were they supposed to tell you like you thought they were supposed to come out and say here's my whole entire story this is what you can look forward to I mean, there's so much and then there's not enough. I think when non-shipper bait would be when a, when a producer comes out and says, well, are they like Pam and so-and-so from The Office? So we know Pam and so-and-so from The Office got together. All right, that's a, that's a statement versus, well, you know, you never know. Things may happen. <laughs> that's shipper bait. And y'all, at this point in the game, y'all gotta y'all gotta realize the difference i realize the difference when i hear it and i'm like yep i know what that i know exactly what that means every time i watch new amsterdam that shipper bait shipper bait um doesn't mean that one day it won't go in that direction but if you listen to the damn uh people online they'll tell you <laughs> or not people online what am i talking about the producers and stuff they're not a fan of it if anyone's pushing for that relationship, it is the shippers and possibly the networks to get the numbers up. But right now they're playing a game of shipper bait. <laughs> and we're all falling for it. And so be it. But my blinders are not on. I see it for what it is. So last but not least, let's hear from Mimi. Uh, hey, Christina. Uh, good evening. <laughs> Um, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, you're you're back from uh, picking up your daughter. 
Um, hope the drive wasn't too long. Um, just driving to Chicago is enough to give me um, enough, like literally road rage. So, and that's probably like an hour and a half one way and an hour and a half the other way um, if traffic is okay, which usually it's not. So I feel you. I hate driving far. I hate driving, period. I wish we could just teleport places. That'd be pretty awesome. Can't wait till that technology is available. Um, so this is my feedback for FBI. I finished watching it right before I had to get ready for work. So I'm just going to just go off memory really quick. I'm going to make this as fast a feedback as possible. So it's probably going to be less than 10 minutes. Um, I don't remember what episode we're on, but I know we're on season four, I believe. Actually, I don't even know what episode we're on or what season. <laughs> I know this is FBI. I'm maybe it's season three. I feel like season four is is not like it hasn't been out that long I, it doesn't matter um i like this episode it was really good um i like how we got jubal's uh some of his um history like we knew he was an alcoholic but i guess finding out you know that he was taking cases investigating and stuff like that while he was l literally in the process of drinking while interrogating people that was interesting i do feel like they told us that story at the end for a reason i hope it don't come back but i feel like why else would they bring it up um i'm sad that we didn't see a lot of tiffany and scola in this um but as you pointed out last week uh uh oa and maggie are the main characters speaking of which I would like, just like you were celebrating your vindication that uh, Marcus was crazy from the jump because you got that from the actual writer's perspective. Um, I would like to point out that I said they were trying to make it look like OA had no idea that Maggie was banging her old partner. I was like, it, it looked pretty obvious the way he was looking at her. He was looking at her the exact same way at the beginning of this episode when they were in the bedroom. Like, he's been literally giving her bedroom eyes this whole time. And I was like, for them to act like OA is an FBI agent and he can't peep something like that is ridiculous. And you were like, oh, you must have missed a scene. And I was like, I don't remember that. And it sounds like maybe you made that scene up because we got confirmation in this episode that OA didn't notice anything, which I think is bullshit because he wasn't hiding it at all. Maybe Maggie was trying to hide it, but he was not. So I would like to rub that in your face the way you rubbed Marcus and me. Well, mostly in my face. You didn't. Shy was kind of sent neutral to it she didn't go one way or another but like I said they were trying to make it look like OA didn't notice anything which I think is absolutely ridiculous um I would also like to point out that as soon as I saw that pasty chubby curly haired guy who was on disability working at a children's center I knew that motherfucker was guilty and when I found out that he had leukemia as a child I was like that's how that DNA got on there right there he did it I I knew it <laughs> I could tell by he looked like the type of man that would never even approach a woman um but blame the fact that he wasn't rich on the fact that she wouldn't sleep with him never mind these women are married or to the fact that maybe <clears throat> nobody like maybe if you would even attempt to go up to certain women that that society would deem not as high maintenance maybe you would have a chance it boggles my mind that some men think that they're entitled to any woman they want when they when they have nothing to, to i guess nothing that would make that woman want to go for them like i'm not saying like 
like let's be real in this world geeky ugly dorky looking men gotta be rich to get supermodels that's reality so if you ain't got that maybe you need to lower your standards and stop thinking that you deserve the five foot ten skinny supermodel with fake boobs that's not in your tax bracket sir so maybe you ought to go to maybe walmart or you know the the hometown bar and see if you can find someone that's more on your level like if you work at a gas station part-time and you you literally make thirty thousand dollars a year and you live in your mom's basement why do you think you're entitled to somebody that's more at a higher social level than you just because she don't want you doesn't give you the right to attack her on some website devoted strictly to making memes about women that don't want you and think the fact that you're celibate is their fault it's probably because you're going for women that are out of your league and that's a real thing and it it always boggles my mind that men think that they're entitled to certain women like i remember reading this uh blog where this guy uh was talking about like how it was on tumblr he was talking about how nobody wants him and you know all the women he go for um don't want him he was like what's wrong with me and then like somebody started talking to him and then they like started describing himself he was like and the girl was like well you look like um you you sound like somebody i would love to get to know and then he was like um asking her about herself and he had the audacity to tell her she wasn't good enough for him motherfucker that's your problem you think that you're entitled to more than you are nothing about you is intriguing enough that the women that you want want you you're probably not only unattractive but you're probably a dick and the fact that this girl is telling you she was like well i'm i think she was like five four something like that she was like i am um i'm not skinny um i wouldn't say that i'm over she says i'm not obese but i i would probably consider myself a little uh on the chubbier side she was like but i do have blonde hair she was describing herself and he had the the nerve to sit there and drag her and someone underneath it was like maybe this is why you're by yourself and you women don't want you because you're an asshole that woman is literally trying to give you an opening and you think you're too good for her that's the problem right there and that dude that all those guys that incited that like you know put those women's information on that website i feel like they should be charged too maybe not something super like i don't know i don't know what the, i don't know the law but i feel like you put that woman's information on there and a predator found out where she worked and how to get her because literally you put all her information on there you should get in trouble too maybe a fine or something invasion of privacy i don't know make some shit up but they shouldn't get away scot-free because you're literally the reason those women are dead and that kind of irritated me too that that man like he he should get something obstructed of justice because he burned his computer he left work and everything i hope he got some time or at least a fine because his broke ass probably will spend a whole lifetime trying to pay it off and that's what his raggedy ass deserves um what else um i I think i said i didn't like how it was a lot of tiffany and scola and i do i personally like when we get to meet the people um in there helping um jubal i do like them i mean i clearly i cared more when Kristen was in there but um the fact that you know they're still a part of the story they help break cases i you know i wouldn't mind having a conversation with one of them every now and then it'd be nice to 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 get a different side of being an fbi agent because they are agents too they just not field agents 
Um, what else? I think that's it. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and send this so I can start driving to work. Um, so until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. Mimi got me dying. I love her so much. <laughs> Talking about good evening. <laughs> I was preparing for my evening news. Look, Heffa, I already apologized in the podcast, okay? I didn't make that shit up. I just thought I saw an indication in his smirk that he knew, but apparently they played me. And then I played myself. I know when to jump on my grenades. I know when to eat my words. What's the other thing they say when you're wrong and you have to do something? Um, I don't remember right now. Eat, I thought it was eat your words. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Anyhow, yeah, I see. You just had to smear my face in it. But I was pretty damn ratchet when it came to Marcus. So, it's allowed. Yeah, about men staying in their lane, knowing their standards, knowing what they can and cannot go after is a real thing. Like, I really think there are some very attractive men out there, okay? Like, let's let's uh, name two that I really like. Chris Evans. He is... He's creeping up on Bay on Baywatch for real. And then we also have Tom Hiddleston, who is always gonna be Bay. Just so jealous right now because I am not his black girlfriend. But these two are also men and like like Tom is a different situation. I could just bask in everything he wants to teach me. I mean, basically when it comes to him, he can just sing. Now, Chris is attractive, adorable, muscular man, okay? But I am under no delusion that me and men like that might not, like, I'm not going to try to, like, I'll shoot my shot, but at the same time, I'm not looking real surprised. I mean, because, look, that's a lot of working out to keep up with what he got going on. And there's always going to be some cushions somewhere on me. I mean, I'm, I'm just casually walking around with a G cup. Like it doesn't even matter what happens to my stomach. I still got those things that are always going to put 40 extra pounds on the scale. So there is that. There's all the fact. That's also the fact that I got the munchies like a motherfucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do not like eating that vegan shit. That I mean, I'm not saying opposites cannot attract because quite frankly I think that's the best of both worlds but I'm not sitting here having all the men or going out looking for all the men that are like 10 looking like Chris Evans going like you know what I gotta score me that because I am within that bracket no that's not my bracket if he comes swinging my way like oh okay lucky me and there's not to say that that does not happen because I've seen it Especially if you like go on the Britain side, you will see some husbands that look like you would look at the woman and a lot of people like to talk shit about those women. Like, oh, he married her? Oh, he with that heifer? Y'all know who y'all are. We've all been guilty. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. We're human and we're jealous as vipers when we're anonymous and just talking to ourselves. But 
it's not right we know it's not right but it's also you know we're also being that hateration because we hating we're like damn all of that what's his name aaron paul something with the three names and he's got a wife like 20 years older than him some people call it her damn names don't be mad at her because she get all of that i don't think she went outside and said i'm about to get all of that no so it be so your personality does mean something but at the same time i know what you're saying like don't be a four and always looking at tens no no that's never gonna work out for you honey i'm more like a comfortable eight and i'm looking for me uh a nice eight mix eight and a half is fine by me (laughs) i have been on a five-hour drive that has felt like a five-hour concert or at least a two and a half hour concert because i was getting i haven't listened to my mp3 player yes i did just say mp3 player y'all can i've become one of those people that you're they used to be your parents like oh look at them with the walkmans and all that yeah now i'm over here like yeah i'm not about to pay 300 for that i'm gonna stay on this comfortable 50 mp3 player it plays my music just fine i think i'm just a cheap ass i don't feel the need to spend a whole bunch of money on things that serve a, a particular function not just to be cool or be in 2020 my fucking iPhone is still a 7S. <laughs> so it was dragging me the other day. My daughter gonna tell me, I got an iPhone 6. I was like, and you got an iPhone no money. So you better take that damn iPhone. I could have got you a flip phone. Yeah, I think you need to shut the hell up. But I'm just not, that's not my particular way of, now if you ask me about furniture, I will ridiculously spend $300 on a table. Because I have to look at it every single day. I like the I like how my house looks. I, I want things to complement each other. I spend more time and invest more money in those types of things. But electronics technology—that's not really where I want to spend any of my budget. I don't even know how we got into that conversation, other than to say I was jamming on my drive. I heard Boys Demand, and I took—I almost fell out, y'all. Boys Demand, I'll make love to you. Came on. Every time I will always, that song will always remind me of my first ever real life crush besides George Clooney when I was 10 years old. Right after that, no, right before that, I looked across the the dance floor at a man 20 years my senior. (laughs) His name was Bruce Diamond and I was like, and I will always love you. It's that Boys to Men's I'll Make Love to You was playing. So every time that song comes on, I am transported back to that moment. I have long since gotten over said crush. We are still great friends to this day. Known him since I was 10 years old. But I was pretty much determined at 18 we were getting married. Despite it probably uh, not, not working out. <laughs> but then babyface the loneliness came on and i fell out once again because i have a uh i really wish i could do videos like you know how some people are able to make fan videos for wes allen i want to do a fan video to that song the entire song 
and I know exactly the scenes I want to place where I want to place them it's rather sad that I can't do it but maybe someone listening to this will jump into my inbox on tumblr or twitter or wherever hit me on my email and we can collaborate make something beautiful happen and did you peep since you know um I can't remember if I said it or not since you were talking about the people in the squad room did you peep in the first episode that was Zach's mom over there <laughs> from 13 reasons why I was like maybe that's Zach's mom I remember her she ain't shit oh, I can't wait to that podcast next I cannot wait you ain't been listening to us talk about 13 reasons why you should if for no other reason you ain't even gotta watch the show just listen to me and Mimi talk we be dragging the fuck <laughs> out of the show out of, out of culture out of so many things it's just so much fun I look forward to it for the most part the last two seasons and some people have just made it so easy but it started to actually get good starting to pop off in season three so um look out that uh, look out for that today after i wrap this one up so that's all i have to say i enjoyed the episode too um i think that's about it oh no i don't have anything else to say Oh, I, why did I have that written down in my notes? I said, too many desperate chicks out there not to find someone to love. That's so true. Like, whatever you got going on, trust me. I had this one girl, I have, she's married. It would almost make me sad, but... <laughs> I mean, she doesn't smell great all the time. I liked her. She's a nice personality, but, you know, she didn't have the best of hygiene. And... You know, she was with her boyfriend for set. It's not that he was ugly or anything. I don't know. I, I didn't go over that house and ever looking at anything. But hey, there's some women out there. I'm like, they got their mans, or some man out men out there. I'm like, man, they got a woman. There's someone for everyone if you're willing to actually go for what you are 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 complimentary to. That's what I meant to say. If y'all can't tell, I'm fucked up. But it was a five-hour drive, so leave me alone. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, because I will apparently ramble forever. I've had a whole lot of Mountain Dew, too. So if you want to send feedback, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, blacker magic.